Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. In the last program, we said that in terms of regulating gene expression, there are activation effects and inhibition or blocking effects. Antisense oligonucleotide technology is gaining popularity for gene silencing and expression blocking. It is a gene silencing technology that relies on RNase H activity. The basic principle is that antisense oligonucleotides are reverse complementary to the target messenger RNA through the principle of complementary base pairing and promote its cleavage, thereby preventing the translation of the protein. This technology is a frequently used tool in a variety of fields such as basic research, genomics, target validation, and drug discovery. The treatment of various diseases also involves the gene silencing function of antisense oligonucleotides. Additionally, we briefly introduce the differences and connections between small interfering RNAs and antisense oligonucleotides. Today, we are going to take a deep dive into the structure and mechanism of action of antisense oligonucleotides. Shall we talk about the structure part first? That would be great. First, an oligonucleotide is an oligomer, where alternating sugars, usually deoxyribose, and a linear sequence of phosphate groups form a backbone, with bases attached as pendant groups to chlorine atoms. The nucleotide sequence determines its binding properties. Antisense oligonucleotides utilize hydrogen bonding to specific, complementary messenger RNA sequences. As for the length of the chain, usually, at least 15 bases are required for sufficient affinity and specificity. In general, oligonucleotide molecules longer than 30 units are difficult to enter the cells, less stable, more difficult to synthesize, but most have a too slow reaction or binding kinetics, and are easier to tolerate some mismatches and bind nonspecifically. What parameters need to be measured as a measure of the binding ability and specificity of the antisense oligonucleotide to the target messenger RNA? The value of the affinity constant can be used to describe the affinity between the two. Typical drugs have an affinity for the receptor on the order of 10 to the 8th power. In contrast, under optimal conditions in the test tube, binding affinity constants of the antisense oligonucleotide to the target messenger RNA are up to 10 to the 30th power. Under physiological conditions, they may be much lower, and a single mismatch can reduce this constant by an order of magnitude of 1,000. Specificity is usually measured by measuring the temperature at which double strands are denatured. The temperature dependence of absorbance allows the calculation of binding energies. When there is a single mismatch in the sequence, the binding energy can drop within a certain range. 
Clearly, higher phase transition temperature values are necessary for stable binding at normal human body temperature. What are the main difficulties when using antisense oligonucleotides for application in gene therapy? What are some good strategies to address these issues? In antisense therapy, there are two main problems. Rapid chemical degradation due to skeletal instability and the inefficient delivery of these molecules into cells. Biodegradable phosphodiester linkages were modified to reduce degradation by nucleases inside and outside the cell. For example, the phosphodiester group spanning the C3 and C5 carbon atoms on the ribose molecule can be changed to phosphorothiote, methylphosphonate, phosphoramidate, and others. This substitution enhances the oligomer's resistance to nucleases from minutes to tolerable affinities of hours and days. In fact, the affinity of the phosphorothiode for RNA and the ability to block SV40 lathe T antigen expression was significantly increased when the propitopyrimidine group was attached to the C5 position on the base. Similarly, if the sugar was modified with 2-foot methyl or 2-fluoro, the expression of the CRAS protein was blocked more efficiently. I see. So, will chemical modification of the backbone of the oligonucleotide chain bring new problems and difficulties? Typically, chemical modifications of the backbone reduce affinity and specificity. Also, while these molecules have proven to be toxic in some cases, most studies show toxic levels exceeding therapeutic levels. The researchers also made chemical modifications to the sugar groups aimed at improving affinity and specificity. They tried adding AC2 carbon to the deoxyribose ring to improve the molecule's membrane permeability. Some modifications also involve capping the ends and some others. There is not much data on the in vitro and in vivo performance of these analogs, and we will focus primarily on phosphorothiote. Overall, the mechanisms we discuss subsequently can be applied to a variety of analogs. A possible exception is methylphosphonate, which is sparsely soluble in water. That is, these modifications greatly reduced the degradation rate. So, do they significantly improve the permeability of molecules to cells? Not at all, and this is the main problem in the application. In order to be active, the antisense molecule must be present in the cytoplasm or preferentially in the nucleus. However, it was found that oligonucleotides injected into the cytoplasm accumulated relatively rapidly in the nucleus. The problem boils down to efficiently delivering these molecules in their active form into the cytoplasm. Therefore, antisense technology will only become a viable reality if an efficient delivery system is found. What are the conclusions of current research on antisense oligonucleotide delivery into cells? In some cases, slow-release devices such as osmotic pumps and potentially biopolymer or lipid-based microparticle systems may enhance the activity of oligonucleotides. But they still suffer from major problems with efficient intracellular delivery of these drugs. There are not many systems that can safely enhance the penetration of small molecules into cells in vivo. Among microspheres and nanospheres, various polymer structures, and emulsion systems, liposomes appear to be the most promising drug delivery systems. Most researchers have focused on various types of liposomes to promote the accumulation of these oligomers inside cells. In addition, liposome encapsulation greatly improved the stability of antisense molecules and extracellular fluid. After choosing the right delivery system, which way of the complex entering the cell is common? 
Studies of pure compounds have shown that they enter cells by endocytosis and are primarily degraded in lysosomes. This motivates the use of pH-sensitive liposomes or immunoliposomes and possibly also fusion liposomes. In these systems, however, packaging can be an issue. Cationic liposomes, on the other hand, qualitatively complex these oppositely charged oligomers and offer a very different alternative. Perhaps, by encapsulating colloidally concentrated oligomers into normal liposomes, the properties of these two systems could be combined. Maybe we can discuss some of these possibilities later. That is all. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.